<sighs> Let's just get through this. Hello everyone and thank you so much as always for clicking on this podcast and this particular episode of Joe Blogs about films. Whether you're a first time listener or a long time listener, like I say on every episode, it means the world. Thank you so much in particular for clicking on this episode anyways, but just in general for your constant, constant support. Sony, Sony, Sony. The one word or studio that can bring a shiver down your spine. Ever since the announcement of these Spider-Man spin-off movies, I think we've all been reenacting that gif of Ryan Reynolds simply stating, but why? These characters that they are bringing to the screen are not characters that you want as the lead, with the exception perhaps of Venom, because I guess that character does have a lot of room and legs to stand on with its stories and the, the, the character in general, but... Everything else and how these films are being executed is just screaming of a studio that doesn't care for the fans, doesn't care for audiences in general, doesn't care about critics' responses. They simply only care about bums in seats and the money rolling in. And then sadly, us fans of Marvel and these amazing characters that were created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, we're having to sit through some of the worst films ever made, not just superhero films, but films in general. Madame Webb is fucking shit. I'm using this review as like therapy or just a void to screaming because I honestly don't know what the hell was going on here. Like, I really don't want to stick the boot in too much because creative people were attached to this film, you know, it's their livelihoods, their jobs. But it's evident that the creative team, they did not have full control over this. No one in their right mind would go, can't wait to release this. This is, this is prime film. <laughs> Peak cinema, usually with releases like this that are so incomprehensibly bad, you can tell that stuff has been chopped and changed and edited to an inch of its life, but Madame Webb doesn't even do that well. Like, it's just straight up shit from start to finish. Yeah, there's glaring, glaring edits or cuts or reshoots, essentially just, you know, papering over the cracks, but it just felt the whole way through this film so soulless, flat and again you are sat there questioning why on earth this film was made madame webb should be in something you know like as part of like a story or something take for example if they did amazing spider-man 3 andrew garfield could go to someone like madame webb to try and you know save gwen state you know something like that like like how doctor strange was in no way home sony's releases are just so up and down like morbius was bad wasn't it like we can all agree that morbius was a terrible terrible movie madame webb makes morbius look like an oscar winner in comparison at least morbius had some you know okay moments and i, I remember seeing the trailer for for Morbius thinking, well, that could be okay, or did I know, but, you know, that's before it got delayed and chopped and changed, etc. Whereas Madame Webb, like, you saw the trailer, and you knew that it wasn't going to be very good, yet here I am now, like an absolute madman, talking about the very film, having decided to go check it out at the weekend. It's like my brain was like, Joe, you've been too happy lately, and that needs to change. Go see Madame Webb right now. <laughs> I can't express how bad this film is, but I will absolutely give it a crack through humour, and a few tears on this episode, which of course is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. As to RSS.com, jump onto these socials, Facebook and Instagram, that is. Search Joe Blogs About Films into there, give us a like and a follow, that would be amazing. If you could too, hit the notification button wherever it is that you are streaming this podcast from, I'd really appreciate that. And finally, 
leave us a review five stars for whatever stars on spotify etc i would love you a long time cassie webb is just an ordinary ambulance driver until one day a near-death experience awakens dormant psychic powers i usually start with positives but the film has none so here we go (laughs) none of the characters are likable dakota johnson i guess does what she can because she has about two moments in this film that are actually okay none of which involve her being the great madame webb and are basically just her dry humour coming out early in the film. There's there's this moment where she's handed a drawing from a kid whose mum that Johnson has just saved, which he awkwardly accepts before turning to Adam Scott's Ben Parker and stating, what am I supposed to do with this? Probably the best line and delivery of the entire film because the script is absolutely disgusting. The dialogue in this thing is horrendous. I'm going to be flying here, there and everywhere through this review because the film's a mess, so this... Review may as well be, but once once we do get our three Spider-Women together, who, by the way, they, they don't have any chemistry whatsoever. It feels like each actor is they're just trying to do their best to make this thing work, but it comes off exceptionally forced. Once they are together, there's a scene where they, one by one, explain their troubled backgrounds and upbringing and what has made them the kind of person they are now. Problem is, the film and the script and, and the dialogue, as I say, is so bad and the characters are so unlikable, it just makes you laugh at how cringy this thing actually is. Like, you're supposed to care for what the characters are saying in this moment, but it's so cringe that you just chuckle, you just can't help it. And there's a lot of moments like this where it is all cheesy 90s dialogue, but then I feel saying that about this film is almost a disservice to some of the great cheesy 90s action films that we got like people have said that this film reminds them of like early 2000s superhero films that were made but come on seriously you're trying to compare this tripe to the likes of those fantastic four films or even spider-man 3 which of course is divisive there's daredevil thrown in there as well i mean i would rather watch the atrocious catwoman film i know this is dc but i would rather watch that than this entire just madame webb in general like that ridiculous basketball sequence in catwoman alone is better than this entire film i just feel like the film didn't have any stakes and is literally all over the place like there's so much exposition and needless narration from characters explaining the things that they're doing and why they're doing it you just sit there you're like i'm not stupid just get on with it and like the dumbest things happen throughout like take the sequence right there's a sequence there's a lot of visions as you can imagine in this film for someone who can predict and will see the future but the sequence where she has a vision of a captain or whoever that's dying after this this crash within his ambulance we see it unfold he gets in his ambulance and this is all real time now he gets in his ambulance and he starts driving forward and he's taken out by a truck like side on couple of things here one why didn't the captain in the ambulance stop at this junction and look both ways like that's that's just a given right okay number two where the fuck was he driving we can see that he's going straight forward right he's going straight forward but straight forward takes him off the pier and into the sea did he fancy a swim had things gotten a little bit too much for him today i i didn't understand this moment it is just plonked in there as like right there you go it's vision time let's go or like as well we see throughout the film this vision of the letter s that's part of this pepsi cola sign from the film's torrid third act no idea why this s is involved right she keeps seeing this s glowing red neon whatever is it for spider another ridiculous nod to spider-man that the film's got a lot of which is just they're all wasted um i don't know but then you're led to think that this s is 
you know, going to be an important part of the finale. You know, maybe perhaps something to do with taking out the film's big bad. Well, you were wrong to think that because the character is is killed by one of these letters. We'll give it that. But it's the letter P. I, what? It is excruciating. And I know that I'm nitpicking and probably getting a little bit more frustrated by it than, than I, maybe I should do. But that's all we've got, really, nitpicking. That's all we've got left with this film because nothing is explained. Another example, the villain of the film, played horribly by Tahar Rahim, he's trying to prevent his death at the hands of these three girls, right? That's just from a vision that he keeps having. But the film never tells us why they are trying to kill him. So all the way through, all you've got is a weird spider person that walks around barefooted, popping up just to slam these girls down before being prevented by Madame Webb, or Cassie, as she is for 90% of this film. That is it. It's just copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste. Just back to the villain, though, because he is awful in this film. People were whinging about the villain in the Marvels. I think I said that, yeah, they, they were pretty forgettable on my review, which you can go back and check out. But good Lord, that villain in, in, in the Marvels had so much more to them than this guy did in here. Honestly appalling, and the dubbing, the dubbing, it's like they weren't even asked how bad it looked. It was like the studio team were like... Well, he's saying the words we want him to say now. Don't worry how it looks. We'll work around it. But then they never did work around it. It's horrendous. It's so bad. And there's a, to be expected, there's an awful lot of plot conveniences surrounding him. He gets this like password to access this certain database, which apparently to control the whole of the city, you just need this one password. I, I don't under, I, I just, he just, he just has everything at his disposal. And then he has this system that he puts the description of these girls that he's seeing again from his vision so that he can track them. So it puts it together for him. Are you kidding me? Like, what? this is supposed to be 2003. Where have you pulled this from? Just really, really lazy. I think that's, I like said before, like I said about the writing just being flat. It, it, there's questions here because I do appreciate there will have been Sony interference, but did they not give feedback? Did the script ever evolve? I, I feel like this is the first draft that we've seen. It's shocking. And then just while we're talking about with Madame Webb being able to see the, the future, change the future, whatever, I don't really understand how Madame Webb at the end cannot just tell or change Ben Parker's future. Like, he, he seems to be a very close friend to her. Like, he's the uncle to you-know-who. She could just stop him from getting shot. Like the movie spends 90 minutes or so showing and telling us that the future can be changed, but oh, for a good friend, all-round nice guy Ben Parker, that doesn't matter, my friend, you're gonna die. If the film had said at some point that some things can't be changed, you know, a little like what they did with the Spider-Verse, that's all we needed. That's all we needed, really. But no, the film the film just does what it wants. I haven't actually really spoken about like the three Spider-Women in this because they aren't actually the Spider-Women in, in the film. Like We get 30 seconds of them in their attire, but that's it. That's really it. And the rest is just them being ushered around from place to place, all the while Dakota Johnson just tells them that their parents can deal with this mess. Like She doesn't want anything to do with it. I'm dropping you off home. Like, seriously, that is legit the plot for these characters. They bring nothing... And the stakes have never been lower. I don't think I've ever seen a film with zero stakes, basically. And I, I, again, like I stress, I appreciate this review is all over the place. And I definitely will have missed things off that I wanted to talk about. But I've really tried to block out like an awful lot of it. Because it was that bad. If I could give it a zero, I would. But because I just almost feel a bit sorry for the team behind it. They can't take all responsibility for this. Like, you know, they, they, they tried at least. I, don't, I think Sony, I, I, well... I don't want to get into like a 
not a slander match or whatever, but I've really, uh, it's just so disappointing. So I'm going to give it a 0.5 out of 10. And that's, as I say, that my annoyance and frustrating is, is, is primarily aimed at the, at the studio there for even letting this film come out in the state that it was. I don't hate the Venom films. I, think, I, I appreciate that the Sony-verse or whatever, what they're doing, it's so up and down. But yeah, they have had some good stuff in there. Like I said there, I, I don't mind the Venom films. I, I quite liked the first one. But these standalone films, that I feel like they just need to stop now. Like Even though I'm intrigued by this Craven film that's due out, I can safely say that my hype and excitement is at rock bottom because I can guarantee it's going to be awful. I can't wait to see what they've done with the Rhino design. I just don't know what to expect anymore. It's almost like an experiment that they're doing. You know what I mean? These standalone films are just like an experiment. Or it's like one big, awful Black Mirror episode that we're experiencing. I don't know. This is just something else really is. Now, the budget was 80 million, 80 million for this film. And I don't want to sound like a broken record and keep going on and on about this, but Godzilla Minus One was on a budget of less than 15 million and it looked at absolutely incredible i don't understand what what all these big studios and big other companies have spending all this money on these films and they're coming out looking like this it's so disappointing so underwhelming really really didn't expect to be going on this much about it but here we are anyways i'd love to know other people's thoughts on it um if you've seen it i'm hoping this episode has at least helped in some way get over that absolute nightmare but again, I'd love to know your thoughts. Do get in touch on the socials, this and that. If you haven't seen it and you just listen to this out of curiosity, I praise you even more because it's really not worth your time. Disastrous. As always, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Until the next episode, take care.